I'm Jordan Belfort, and this is Sales School. All right, so if you're a business owner, do not let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. Now is time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud-based business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control over your financials, inventory, and more. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash school. When I talk about the back half of the straight line, I don't really mean a half. It's a, just, you know, an expression. What I'm talking about is the back side. So I always divide the straight line to two distinct chunks, the front half or front side and back half or back side. In reality, the back half is more like two thirds because what it represents is everything that happens in the sale after you ask for the order for the first time. In other words, in the front side of the straight line system, you have those all important first four seconds where you take control of the sale. You then use that control to start asking smart questions. You gather intelligence and you do that in a way that also allows you to simultaneously build rapport, right? So those three crucial things, you're taking control, using control to gather intelligence, and then as you're gathering intelligence, you're simultaneously building massive rapport, and you get to this point where you now know everything you need to know about this prospect that's relevant to the sale, things like their needs, their values, their pain points, and also whether or not they it makes sense for them to take advantage of your opportunities. Notice that they are not right for what you're selling, you wanna eliminate them from the process, right, that you don't want to pitch to people and try to close people who can't be helped by your product. It's not ethical, it's a waste of time, and of course, also as part of this financial qualification, can they afford my product? So we essentially have those two groups of buyers I spoke about in the past, your buyers in heat and your buyers in power, those are your potential yeses, and those two groups continue their journey down the straight line by making you a transition, right? Which is, you know, based on everything I've said, this is definitely a perfect fit. Based on everything you've said, it's a perfect fit for you. Here's why. And that here's why opens up the body of your presentation. Now you're actually gonna begin telling them what your solution is. And in that opening presentation you give, right? We're hitting that first 10 on the logical side very hard. We're adding some emotion in as well. And then in that presentation, you always want to end that with some urgency whenever possible, reasons to buy now. And then you ask for the order calmly, persuasively, using your tritonal closing pattern. And bam, and also remember energy in benefits out, another important thing, right? You want to set that energy in benefits out frame correctly, and you ask for the order for the first time. Well, guess what? That ends the front side of the straight line. You went from the open to the point where you asked for the order for the first time. So now what can happen here? Well, in reality, there's only three things that can happen. The prospect can say yes, 
in which case you have one of those amazing laydowns, like those, those pre-sold sales, right? Where you just, the prospect was almost like ready to buy before they entered the encounter. Those are your automatic yeses. We love those, but they're few and far between, right? Maybe three to 5% if you're lucky. Sometimes you have a bit more in certain industries and sometimes there's none at all, but it's a low number. The other possibility here, number two, is they could say, no, I'm not interested, which is even rarer than a laydown. Why is that? Because if you're using the straight line correctly, you've weeded out all the people who weren't interested in your product or who weren't right for your product. So only one that has made the journey past qualifying that's actually heard your presentation, they answered all your qualifying questions, they need your product, they're right for your product, they can afford your product, right? So they answer all those questions while you're gathering intelligence, you've built massive rapport, and now you offer this perfect solution to their problem, what's the chance of someone saying, no, not interested? It's very slow. It's very low. It's like it never happens. Really, very, very seldom. Those no, not interested happen when you're cold calling, when you're first just trying to get them even into intelligence gathering. That's when you get all the no's. So when you're using the straight line correctly, you're not going to get many no's. So you get maybe eh, a few yeses, five percent yeses, maybe three percent of just no's. Those are the ones that just slip through for whatever reason, and then you're left with the third category which is maybe, as in maybe I'll buy and maybe I won't. And what maybe is, it's a catch-all for all of the common objections we typically hear in the back half of the sale after we ask for the order for the first time. Let me think about it, let me call you back, bad time of year, gotta speak to my partner, my wife, my brother-in-law, the accountant, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. It's you know, Christmas time, it's tax time, it's back to school time, it's Groundhog's Day, it's freaking leap year. You, you get what I'm saying here? You get all the objections. Now remember, what those objections really are, are smoke screens for uncertainty. Right? So what happens is, now think this is really important that you understand this concept, because once you understand this, it'll turn you into literally a 10 times better salesperson just for understanding it. So what happens is, you have this collaborative process right now in the front side of the sale. Right? You won't ask them to buy anything yet. You're asking them questions. They're answering. You're explaining why your solution is perfect for them. It's all collaboration. You're trying to solve a problem. And then you get to that point where you ask for the order for the first time. And suddenly, they're forced to make a decision of whether or not it makes sense to part with their hard-earned money. And suddenly, this collaboration has the tendency to devolve into a confrontation. Because here's what's going on. They're not certain enough yet. You've told them some things about the product. You've made your initial case. But most people, they're probably not that certain yet. They're not at a 10, 10, 10 for the three tens. They're not, you haven't, you haven't done enough of your job yet. You only started scratching the surface. You're framing things. So imagine if someone would say to you after you ask for the order the first time, say, oh, sorry, Jordan, I just think your product isn't that good. And I don't trust you or your company. You're like, whoa, that's pretty bold. Those are fighting words, right? Like people have to be really direct to say that. We've been taught not to be that direct. We've been taught to be 
nicer, more citizen-like. You know, oh, oh, it sounds good. Let me think about it. In other words, when someone says, it sounds good, Jordan, let me think about it, what they're saying is, I'm not certain. I'm not certain. About what? Is it about the product? Is it about you? Meaning they don't trust you, they're not connected with you? Is it the company they're not certain of? You don't know. It's one, two, or all three of the three tenths, or perhaps they have a really high action threshold, or maybe they're in total denial of their pain. It's one of those reasons, because here's the deal. Think this through again, logically. If they truly were absolutely positively certain that your product was the best fit for them, the best deal out there, and they knew that it was gonna work, they were 100% sure, and they could afford it, they had the money, and they're facing this problem right now, would they buy? Yeah, they would buy, but they're not sure. They're not certain, they have doubt. They might be at a six or seven on the certainty scale, which is not high enough for most people to say yes. But rather than them saying that to you outright, what they do is say, oh, it sounds good, Jordan. Let me think about it. Let me call you back. So when they say, let me think about it, what the unspoken words are, let me think about it so I can think it through more, maybe do some more research and make myself more certain and then make my decision. When someone says, let me speak to my accountant or my lawyer, let me get the advice of another expert who can make me more certain. If someone says it's a, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I, you know, they say, um, can you call me back? Yeah, they, can you call me back? Because I want to talk to other people, do some research, make myself more certain. It always comes back to more certainty. They're not certain enough. Because remember, the thesis here is that we're only speaking to what? Qualified people who need our product, who want our product, who can afford our product, the rest have been weeded out. So when someone who needs my product and can afford my product and is in pain says, let me think about it, what's my response? Well, if I come at them and say, well, John, what do you need to think about? I mean, you know, I mean, all the information's fresh in your mind right now. You told me you were in pain. You told me you needed this. What's it? John, give me a shot. What are they going to say? Well, what happens is now that becomes a confrontation. Here's what's happening. You are now almost in an argument with the prospect. You're saying, listen, I'm right, you're wrong. Meaning, I'm right, you should be buying now. You're wrong to be wanting to think about this. That's incorrect thinking on your part. You should want to buy now. As soon as you do that, that's a confrontation. And confrontations have a distinct absence of what? Rapport. You break rapport. So the worst thing you can do at this moment, when someone hits you with the first objection, I don't care which one it is, you know, you're like, ah, perfect. A smokescreen for uncertainty. Just which type of uncertainty? Is it about me, the product, the company? I don't know, but ah, smokescreen for uncertainty. It's time for me now to roll up my sleeves and do my job as a salesperson. I always say any monkey can learn to read through a script from start to finish and say it with feeling and the right tonality. It takes a more trained salesperson to take 
Let me think about it. Let me call you back. Bad time of year. Take those common objections and turn those people into buyers.